Welcome to this episode of the Mistress Podcast. I'm your host, Lady Anna. Thank you so much for joining me today. The question for today is, what is in a safe word? Okay, so let's just explain. A safe word is a word which is unusual. So, for example, snowman, a word that's not usually used in a scene. And the idea is, is that when play gets a little bit too hard, a little bit too uncomfortable, a little bit too painful, a little bit difficult, then the sub utters the safe word and the top knows to slow down or to stop play altogether. It's possible to use um, an amber green red system, amber to slow down, green for go, red stop. So why am I talking about the safe word? Because those of you who know me know that I don't play with safe words. I don't believe in safe words. I think they're inherently dangerous. And I've had a recent um, communication with somebody over in the US about safe words and it's, well, it just stopped. (laughs) She stopped talking to me. So I can only assume that she thinks that I'm a bit crazy or perhaps not sane. So uh, why don't I believe in safe words? Well, there are two ways of playing in the scene and two sort of foundations, two beliefs. One is SSC, which stands for safe, um, sane and consensual. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I don't use it. <laughs> and then there's RAC. RAC stands for risk aware consensual kink. And I am very, very much in the rack camp. So why don't I like SSC? Well, I have a problem with the word safe. This might be something to do with my background, very brief background in health and safety. But what it is, is I just don't believe in the word safe. I don't think that anything is ever really safe. And I think that if you believe something is safe, then if you believe too much, then it means that you're not looking out for the risks. It means that you're too comfortable. You know, I I don't put too much trust into handrails. I don't put all of my trust into balcony railings. I don't always believe those glass floors. (laughs) I always look and think, well, what if, what if something went wrong? What if a screw was loose? What if the rust had got through and nobody had really checked it? They just declared it safe and they slapped a big sticker on it saying safe. Now, I I don't believe in safe and I don't believe in safe when it comes to play either, because things can go wrong. Things can go wrong all the time. So why don't I play with a safe word? Many reasons. One, because I think that if a submissive can just say a safe word and you just stop, I think that there is no power exchange that's happened there. I think that just giving power, taking it away, giving power, taking it away is too much like getting your own way. 
And I don't believe that submissive should ever get their own way. <laughs> it's not how I play. It's not what I do. And I also think as well, and, and I think a lot of clients do think the same way. And certainly all the clients I've ever spoken to about this think the same way, which is if you can just say the safe word, if you can just say snowman and it stops, it completely ruins the fantasy of she's going to do whatever she wants to me and there's nothing I can do to stop her. And any submissive will know, any male submissive will know that she can do whatever she wants to me and nothing's going to stop her is one of the biggest turn-ons that there is. So, no, you're not having a safe word. I think that's wrong. The other reason why I don't believe in a safe word is because if a top is waiting for the safe word or a top continues to apply harder pressure or continues to hit harder or continues to um, do something more until a safe word is said, then the top's not in control of what's going on. The top's not watching the submissive and looking after the submissive and knowing that actually the submissives past the point of even knowing what's okay for themselves. Because there is such thing as endorphins. When a masochist has a lot of pain, when a submissive really submits into what they're doing, then they get a rush of endorphins, which is the body rewarding the brain. The brain takes on the messages of the endorphins. The brain is having a buzz. <laughs> and the body's saying, hey, hey, brain, <laughs> brain, it's hurting a little bit now. And the brain's saying, no, no, it's all right, mate. I'm I'm just having a buzz and I'm enjoying myself. You you just wait there. And that there's a there's a problem with that. The problem with that is that sometimes the fantasy wants more, the brain wants more, but the body is saying, no, honestly, I can't take more. I can't be marked. Somebody will see it. I can't do this. It, it's a little bit too much for me. A good top, a good dom should be so tuned in to the submissive that they actually know when the submissives had enough before the submissive thinks that they've had enough. It's up to the dom to know how far they can push you, but also that actually you're not really into it today or there's something on in your mind, there's something else happening and you're not going to get the same enjoyment that you think you're going to get. I'm going to digress because I've just been reminded of something that happened many, many years ago. I had a client who, I think he only saw me twice, which is probably just as well because I didn't like him. There was something about him. He was, he came to me, he was a young guy and he was really into bastinado. And bastinado is when you uh, like being, well, bastinado is caning of the feet. It's something that's done as a punishment in far-flung countries. But it's also something that a lot of guys who have got a real fetish about their feet are into, and if they're into pain as well. So this particular guy, he liked to be put into bondage. He liked to have his feet immobilised. So what I would do is I would put him into a hog tie 
uh, I would use some hemp twine, which was thin enough to be able to go in between his toes. And I used to tie him into this hog tie, but it was with his toes so that he could feel his feet were completely immobilized. And they were as immobilized as they could possibly be. And then what I used to do is I used to use pinwheels on his feet and I used to increase the the level of pain that he was getting. I'd use pinwheels. I'd use my own nails. I'd use um, the edge of a knife blade uh, to scratch his soles of his feet um, to around his toes. And he used to he used to get to a point where he was then able to take some light flogging and then some harder flogging until ultimately we got to the point where he would be able to accept caning on his feet. Now, the first session went fine, absolutely okay. You know, I chat to him, got to know him. And it turns out that his wife was fully aware. And this is really, really unusual. So I had to ask lots of questions and find out, well, how, how did that happen? How did that come about? And he explained that when he got together with his wife, he explained what he was into she couldn't do it for him. So he had to go and see a professional dominatrix. And she said, yes, that's okay. I don't think it was quite like that. (laughs) I suspect it was probably nothing like that. But apparently, he had her blessing to come to these sessions and have this done to him. So okay, fine. What he also had, though, poor woman, was he suffered very, very badly from premature ejaculation, which meant (laughs) it meant that every time I touched him, I couldn't go anywhere near his penis because if I did, he said he would ejaculate. Um, And once a submissive has ejaculated, then the levels of submission go down, right down, plummet, like a lift that's had its cables snapped, plummets right down to the ground. And every aspect of their submission just doesn't exist anymore, which I know also means that they can't take any pain anymore. They they can't take anything anymore, not even being touched. So the second time he came, he, um, I can't quite remember the details, I'm afraid. I really wish I'd written a diary at the time. But at some point in the process of the session with me dominating him, he got very hard and I had to try and then put him into a hook tie, tie up all of his toes without his penis being stimulated in any way. <laughs> shape or form, which was actually really difficult. And I think, I think something tells me that I accidentally touched him or I brushed against him, or perhaps I just didn't believe that he could be quite that much on a trigger. And his penis was touched somehow, I can't remember. And he did, he actually just ejaculated right there and then. And this was only 10 minutes into the session. (laughs) So... (laughs) I looked at him and he looked at me and we both looked at his penis and we both looked at the ejaculate and I said, oh, (laughs) and he looked so crestfallen. I said, oh, right. I said, so um, do you need a bit of time, you know, before you can get going again? Can you get going again? You know, he was a young guy. He should have been able to. And he said, I said, oh, do, do you 
do you want to just stop the session there? Um, because, you know, is, is this going to happen, really? Is this going to happen or not? So he didn't want to stop the session because he'd paid for the session. Okay, fair enough. And he did look a little bit distraught, <laughs> which is, I imagine, his face that was often seen on his uh, wife. And he said, no, 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 we, we, we will go again. It's fine. It'll be okay. So we continued with the session and I um, started to tie him up, but I could see that it, it wasn't happening. His his whole demeanour had changed. Now, if he was a submissive with a safe word, he wouldn't have been using the safe word. Okay, this is the point I'm getting to. He wouldn't have used the safe word because he wanted this session to happen. But I could tell from him that he wasn't getting the pleasure that he got from the first session. And the reason why he wasn't getting the same pleasure from being tied up, from having his toes tied, from having a pinwheel rolling across his toes or down the length of the sole of his foot was because he did already come. He'd already ejaculated. The submission wasn't there. The need for it wasn't there. His pain levels weren't there. They'd gone now. But he was determined to get his hour. <laughs> So, so I said, are you sure you want to do this? He says, yeah, 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 I, I want to do this. So we, we carried on. I carried on with the nails. I carried on with the pinwheel. I carried on with the flogging and it wasn't happening. I, he was feeling the pain. He was feeling the pain in a way that he hadn't felt it the previous session before he'd ejaculated. And I just checked in with him. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. So I got the canes out and I started off with the thick thuddy cane. And I got to the, we got to a point where he, he just, it wasn't happening. He didn't use a safe word. I don't use them, but he just said, it's not working. It's not happening. I've never seen such a crestfallen, in pain <laughs> face it completely ruined the session because of his premature ejaculation. So that was a that was a situation where the submissive didn't want to use his hypothetical safe word. He wanted to continue, but he wasn't feeling it. He wasn't feeling it. He wasn't. No, he was feeling it too much. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> he wasn't feeling the submission. He wasn't getting highs. He wasn't getting any endorphins. It had all gone. It had gone with that sad, sorry puddle of ejaculate <laughs> that came out <laughs> far quicker than it should have done and far quicker than he wanted it to. And then he wanted to continue with that session and it wasn't. No, it. it it wasn't right. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't have continued. Now it was a paid session. So that's why it continued, I expect. But had that been like in a lifestyle situation, then it would really, really would have been a case of, okay, that's, it's not happening. Just let's have a cup of tea instead. So yeah, that, that's one reason. No, that's two reasons why I just think safe words are a really, really bad idea. I think being risk aware is much safer. I think I think that listening to your sub for everything apart from the safe word is far more important than just that. I suspect, I'm not going to say everybody, I can't. I, 
a quality top, a quality dom would would never be relying on that safe word. Perhaps the safe word is just there as a um, a comfort blanket for the submissive. Perhaps when people are playing together for the first time, they like to have that comfort blanket of, okay, when I say my safe word, when I say snowman, you're going to stop, aren't you? Yes, I promise I'm going to stop. But I'm, I'm into SSC. <laughs> I'm safe, sane and consensual. But I, I just think that when you've played for, for a, a long time, when you play, sometimes you just know the submissives more than they know themselves. Sometimes you know that body more than they know their own body. With a play that I do with breath play, because it's breath play, <laughs> because it's breath play, they're not saying a safe word. <laughs> they could scream snowman at me as much as they want. There's no sound coming out. If I've got a, a rubber clad or a latex clad hand right over their mouth and pinching their nose, they can say what they want. I'm not listening. <laughs> but the thing is, is what I'm doing is I'm I'm feeling and I'm watching. I'm watching your body. I'm watching your, the panic in your eyes. And if there's panic, I know to let go. I know to leave you. I also know desire. I also know what that looks like in your eyes. I know, I know sometimes guys I know your bodies more than you know them and any experienced Dom will say exactly the same thing they can see your through your muscle tone they can see sometimes your fingers will do things that you don't know your fingers are doing you you can see all those other bodily cues and those body signs as to what's going on and that is the sign of a good top a good Dom and that is the sign of a, a really, 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 really good lesson, um, a really, really good session, uh, a really, really good playtime is when the submissive totally gives over to the dom and the dom. I don't care whether you're a fetishist or a submissive. In my book, it's pretty much the same thing. You are different, but even a fetishist will submit. <laughs> especially when the dom knows how to use your fetish against you, which at the same time is for you. You submit, you definitely submit, you all submit to me. But yeah, I'm watching your body. I don't need a safe word. I really do believe that a reliance on a safe word is is such a waste of time. And, and I talk about something else that's happened recently as well, which is that I was, uh, I got in contact with somebody on FetLife. They are building a, a website, uh, a dating site. They're building a, a community. They want to put some workshops on. Um, they want to, uh, for educational purposes, um, give out information on how to play safely, how to not kill somebody. How to other things that you can do in all the different aspects of BDSM that we enjoy. And she put a call out and somebody sent me the link and I got in contact with her and said, Hey, you know, I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in helping out. You know, I do I do breath play, which is a type of edge play that a lot of people won't touch because they've listened to too many health and safety people and they think that you're gonna die. So um you know, I, I would be interested. Would you be interested in me? So she came back and she was interested, but she wanted to, she wanted to talk about all the safety aspects of everything. And it's like, no, God, that's so boring. 
How about we don't focus on how dangerous things are? How about we just focus on how enjoyable things are? But obviously, I'm going to put something in there about, hey, don't do this, but you should do that. But I explained that, look, I'm not SSC. I'm I'm more rack. I'm an edge player. Is that a problem? So she came back. She said, oh, no, 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 that's, that's not a problem. As long as you can sort of explain about uh, safe positions to put your hands and safe. And so I started to tune out. And then when she mentioned about safe words and tapping out and tennis balls, and I just thought, oh, no, no, this, <laughs> she's not got me. I'm not doing this. I can't teach anybody how to do breath play if they are relying on tennis balls or somebody tapping out or somebody using a safe word because breath play is edge play. <laughs> it's pretty serious stuff. You're not having a tennis ball, okay? <laughs> it's not happening. I am not relying on a tennis ball. <laughs> and I can just imagine my clients' faces if I handed them a tennis ball. <laughs> It's not going to happen. So anyway, she, she, I explained, look, I don't do safe words. <laughs> and if I don't do safe words, I don't do tapping out and I don't do tennis balls. So perhaps, you know, <laughs> you, you might want to reconsider, you know, I can do it, but I'm not doing that. Anyway, she stopped replying to me. So I, t- I took that as a not interested, which is such a shame because people are so focused on being safe sometimes that they don't actually, they can't possibly get the enjoyment that I get and David, my husband gets and my client gets. You know, dom, good doms and good tops don't need safe words. And I don't think they should ever rely on safe words. And I think submissives need to understand that they don't need to have a safe word. It's just not that important at all. I don't need safe words or drop tennis balls to guide me. Not in the slightest. Your body tells me all I need to know. Nurse always knows best. You know that. And that concludes my podcast on safe words and why I think, certainly for my play, and my marriage. <laughs> Imagine David having a safe word. Good grief now. So that's, that concludes my, my thoughts on safe words. I'd be very, very interested to hear from you uh, as to whether you agree or even if you disagree. You can disagree. That's fine. Let me know. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. So please feel free to contact me via medicalmistress.co.uk forward slash podcast, where you can leave me a voice message, maybe some ideas of future podcasts. Maybe you have questions for future guests that are coming up. So please do go and join my website, sign up to my website and find out who's coming. You can also subscribe to the podcast on this page to ensure that you never miss out on any future episodes. If you would like to support my podcast, you can go to my Patreon page and see my patron benefits. Many thanks to everyone who has supported me so far. Thank you and have a good night.